Hello, I'm Denise Roberts, and this is my podcast, Thoughts, Words, and Deeds, Everyone Has a Story. I'm here to unpack those three words and how they can propel you into greatness or stop you in your tracks. Well, hello, everybody. It's Denise Roberts in the studio again with my friend today I want to introduce to you is Kathy McCafferty-Smith. And uh, I want to tell you a little story of how Kathy and I met. Uh, I have a workshop called The Art of Networking, and I was conducting this, and Kathy happened to be in the audience. And as all my workshops, I always do an evaluation sheet at the end, and on the evaluation sheet, I had never seen, I got to stop and tell you, never seen an evaluation sheet come back like this. There was so much writing on it, I could barely (laughs) read. She had written sideways, upside down, over to the side, over to the left, up to the right, everywhere. And it ultimately boiled down to, we must talk. So I reached out to Kathy, and um, we've had a great relationship for the last two and a half years. We've done some work together. We are on a mission, I would say, together, and that is to uh, help people in the business world connect at a deeper level. So that's. Uh, I just want to give you a little quick intro here, Kathy. Tell them a little bit about you and uh, what was going on that day for you in that workshop. Well, one of the things that really fascinated me with me with Inforum, which was the organization that we both belonged to, and that's where um, Denise was um, presenting. Um, I had never seen a facilitated one before, and that kind of caught my heart and my mind because the interactions were positive, strong, and varied, and we got to meet five or six different people that day, and it just was amazing, and the energy in the room was fascinating, so I couldn't wait to get an audience with her, so that's why all of the writing on the, uh, on the evaluation. Well, which Kathy's talking about is in our workshop, The Art of Networking, as you learn a step, there's four steps that people learn. And as they learn, I'm an experiential trainer, which means I don't want to just give you or lecture to you. I, I don't learn that way. I learn by doing, and I think others learn best by doing. So each step in the event, you meet a new stranger. And um, we even move them around. We move their cheese because typically people sit with people they know. And and so the first thing we do is disrupt them, make them move someplace else. And every step that they learn, they meet a new stranger. So that's what Kathy was talking about. But Kathy, I want you to tell them a little bit about your background. So what you do and what why you were even there that day. You talked a little bit about that, but go ahead. I am pretty passionate about leadership development, so most of the background that I have stems from either learning from an HR point of view on how to be a coach. Um, I've done some work with physician leadership development, principal leadership in schools, so I've had a varied career in a lot of different industries. And the universal truth is, is that leaders need to engage their people. Um, leadership is not just authority and telling people what to do. It's actually getting to know your staff more effectively as people, what what challenges them, what energizes them, and being a support to that process so that you keep them engaged. Very good. Well, Kathy also wrote on the uh, evaluation sheet that I was, uh, she felt we were kindred spirits because I was talking about net giving. And I, I, when I called her, I said, I don't know what that means. So tell me what net giving is versus what networking is. So why don't you give everybody an example or share more about what net giving is? 
I tend to look at networking through the eyes of some of the clients that I work with from a coaching point of view. They feel it's stiff and hard and scary and those kinds of things. So one of the reasons why I talk about it from a net giving point of view is if you're out there and you're meeting people and connecting with them deeply and you care about what they care about, there's an exchange that happens instead of the traditional networking, I want a contact, I need a sales those kinds of things scare people sometimes. So the softer, gentler approach is, what can I do for you? How can I engage with you? Is there somebody I could connect you to? And by doing that, you build stronger connections for both of you to gain from the experience. And what you're talking about here is kind of what we were experiencing in the workshop because um, one of the things I had discovered as a person who spent her career in sales and teaching sales training is that the reason most people dislike networking is it's kind of one step above cold calling, right? So I'm in a room with a bunch of people. I actually like to refer to it as uh, networking to many is like going to a high school dance, right? So it's a room full of people, food, um, drinks. Well, in high school, it's punch. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, it's just punch. But uh, And then all these people are in a room and go mingle, right? And what my experience is with networking is that most people are coming with a hidden agenda. Some are hidden, some are very covert, overt, and so on and so forth. But what a lot of people think is, I got to work this room, there's a lead in here somewhere, I, I need to forward my business, I need to find someone to help me get a job, whatever, fill in the blank. So it's all about what can I get Versus what can I give? And I think the words I said in this came from a um, a training I had been through years ago. And it said, it's givers that gain, not takers. And I think that's when you you felt this, oh, she's into net giving, right? So as I learned more, then we we started to uh, uh, collaborate along those lines. But my experience is that there is uh, the reason people hate networking, and I'm going to ask you, uh, Kathy, what you've seen in your career of coaching is that they feel that they are supposed to be pitching, pushing, you know, um, getting business out of it, right? Have you seen that? I think that's true, and I think that they, they almost act like actors rather than being themselves. Ah. I think the stiffness of that is the uncomfortableness. If you understand that connecting to somebody is simply what do you have in common? And some of the exercises I do and some of the facilitated trainings I do is, you know, go find somebody and ask them about how to buy a camera. That's a simple one because everybody's got a camera somewhere or even buying a car. We always, or buying shoes. Or iPhones now. A camera would be, uh, yeah, iPhone, yeah. Whatever it is that they're buying, you you know, you see somebody wearing a nice pair of shoes and you go, oh, I love those shoes. Where did you get them? That's a simple connecting statement that is a lot safer than, hey, I've got an agenda and I want something from you and can you introduce me to so-and-so. Right. So I think we complicate net giving It's easier or networking, whichever word you want to use. It doesn't have to be complicated. We all have kids. We all wear clothes. We all drive cars. There's something in common. The color of your eyes is the same. Whatever it is, if you have a connector that you start with, it's a much easier conversation than having that agenda or a sales pitch ready to go. 
So you're talking from the basic sense of uh, what do we have in common as a connector. There are other ways to connect with people, uh, which is what we're starting to add to the workshop. We, as I said, it's always been called the art of networking. I'm now seriously looking at calling it the art of connecting. Because if you Google both those words, uh, networking usually is what can I get. Um, connecting is more from the sense of how can I serve. And uh, I like this uh, quote. We, uh, Kathy and I were also at some point in the past in a book study, and we studied a book by Brene Brown called Daring Greatly. And one of the things that she talked about in her book is connection means see, am I seen, heard, and valued without judgment? You know, so if you're at an event and you're looking for, boy, they don't meet my profile, or I don't think I can sell anything to them, we are covertly judging and assessing and trying to, you know, shoot the wounded and move on and find somebody else to talk to, right? And so there's still that focus on myself versus the concept is, how can I help? And if you actually ask that of someone, tell me about you, what is it you do, and how might I help you, everything is 180 degrees different, All right? So you've experienced that, haven't you, when you've been at events? Well, and I think that we've got our definition of networking so entrenched that when you do what you're describing, People are so put, they're amazed. They just don't expect that kind of behavior, too. And I think that's one of the connector pieces of net giving that works better. When you amaze people, they're amazing, you're amazing, and there's a connection. It just happens naturally as opposed to um, what are your what is your motive and why are you coming yeah. after me and yeah. those kinds of things. There's a distrust, and I think trust is part of connection. But it doesn't have to be that complicated. We kind of make it that way. Yeah. Why do you think we distrust so much? I think that when you're on, it's kind of like when you're on. When you're on stage or something like that, you're expected to be professional. You're expected to look like a certain way. You're supposed to act a certain way. And I think in business, we've gotten so much into that that we forgot the barn raisings and the quilt bees of the past when people used to come together as a community and they just wanted to help each other. So I don't know why it's become a foreign concept in business, but I think that some of our engagement studies for employees are telling us clearly they're not engaged because no one's connecting with them. So we have data, but we don't have behavior yet, and we're trying to work towards that. And luckily, that's the business of what Denise and I do. Yeah. Um, I used to say when people would call, as, when I would teach salespeople, I would teach them that if you call someone, What's going through their, if you get them on the phone, which is so unique now, right? But if you can get them on the phone, what's going on in their head is, what do you want? But what do you really want, right? Because <laughs> it's like, okay, everybody's got this surface, hey, how are you? You know, kind of a thing going on, but there's a hidden agenda. And I was, I was discussing this with a friend of mine yesterday. It's okay to have an agenda. It's the hidden agenda that's when it gets slimy and kind of icky, you know, um, if, if we clearly are looking at, you know, is there a fit between the two of us? Is there a way that we can do business together? That's one direction. 
But if we're acting like we just want to be friends with you or how can I help you when we really don't intend to, right? So that's why I always say to people at the event, don't ask for someone's card unless you really want it. Don't just assume like, okay, that's an easy way to get out of this conversation and move on and go find someone else or someone better to talk to. Because most of this is we're looking for a needle in a haystack. But it's, let's talk the other side of that. If someone is coming from, and Kathy, you tell me what your experience has been. If you're coming from, what can I give? And you ask somebody, how can you help? How are they, first of all, they're probably shocked. <laughs> yeah, all right. Or they, they might even be tongue-tied. Well, I, I need uh, someone that will buy my product, okay? And then we'd ask more questions about your product, right? So um, what typically happens, though, when someone is truly interested? What, what have you found when someone has asked, how can I help you? I can I can answer that from a client that I have right now. Yeah. Yesterday I got an email because she's really having a rough time in a job that she's in. She wants to change jobs, but she's at an age level where that's going to be much more challenging. And I don't know what I did to deserve it, but basically she made the statement, thank you for being in my corner. I mean, she's paying me to be a coach, but I think we've gone beyond that to I care about you. I'm going to make sure that you're successful. You've got me. Call me when you need to. I don't care if it's on my dime or your dime. It doesn't matter. I'm available. And I think people are so amazed when you're willing to help them at that level because of what you discussed with distrust. I'm not sure where the distrust comes from. I just know that it exists, and it's kind of like it's like in the air in a lot of businesses today, and there's a lot of fear. And so trust is so unique that people are hungry for it at this point. They seek it, and when somebody really cares about them, I think that genuineness comes through in your intentions. I think if we're intentionally helpful instead of intentionally sales, and I don't mean sales in a negative way, I mean pitch, I think people can sense that and they reject that or they'll step back from that. And I've seen people when you know they've given me cards, it's like they're passing their cards on because I'm important and I'll see you later. All right. So if you don't, if you, I call it fully present. It's yeah. intentional fully presence. If you do that, then people know that you're making that eye contact. You're standing that distance away that is not so far apart because you care. And the expressions on your face. We, we send so many messages without words that we don't even realize. And in networking situations, I've been uncomfortable. And I'm supposedly one of the best net givers according to reputation. There are. But I don't like that feeling. What makes you uncomfortable? I think when people are like looking at you for a few seconds, handing you a card, walking away and looking for that next person, as you described, you've just felt like somebody devalued you, like you're just a number that they've added to a list someplace, as opposed to I really want to get to know you and who knows what the connection would be. In fact, you and I had an experience when we were with physicians recently and we just did simple things like throwing candy at them when they were answering questions. And physicians don't act the way they acted generally. Some of the gentlemen were getting into it, throwing them to each other, that kind of thing. It's almost like we have to give permission to people to be themselves right. and to honor that humanity right. anymore. Right. Um, you had made a point a minute ago about someone kind of looking through you, right? And looking for somebody better to talk to. 
Well, I can tell you something that happened at that same conference. I met one of our banker friends who happened to be one of the vendors there, and I made a connection to somebody else that I knew there from a healthcare system I worked for. And they didn't expect to be introduced to each other because they had totally different roles, and both of them looked amazed. Like, wow, that is really cool that you put us together. I step away, and they have their conversation because they just made it easier um, so sometimes people need to have somebody that makes it easier. And if we go first. Well, here's the perfect thing that, thank you, you jogged my memory now. So when someone, and I would refer to that as dissing you, right? They give you your card, move on. Okay, you don't meet my profile. Uh, I don't see where you can help forward what I'm up to. So shoot the wounded, keep going. So what happens, though, is you have no idea who Kathy knows, Exactly. And you have no idea who Denise knows. And for all uh, what could be happening is you worked for their ideal customer profile that they can't get through to, right? They can't get them on the phone. But if Kathy called them and said, you know, Randy wants to talk to you. I've met Randy, and I think Randy would be really helpful to your organization. Now they take the call. So when people diss people... They don't realize who all they're dissing. It's all the people they know. Randy, you're shaking your head. You got a comment on this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what I was thinking is um, be careful who you flip off in traffic. <laughs> um, Go on. You could be um, – and I thought about this. <laughs> I actually thought about this. I was headed toward a, a freelance job, and there was a young lady, young lady, um, early 20s, I think, um, and she was kind of driving kind of nutty and cut me off really hard in a roundabout. Ooh. And it was pretty scary for me. And I beat my horn, and I was waving my fist at her through the window, and we followed into the same parking structure. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I hope she doesn't work there. I hope I don't run into her in the elevator. Um, so you should be just nice to people, <laughs> and you should engage people in a nice way because – it's going to find its way back to you yeah. at some point. Yeah, we've so, all had that experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, it's it, the same thing follows. You don't know who knows who. Right. You know, there was some idiot out on the road today who cut me off in a, oh, that was Kathy? Yeah, oh, geez, <laughs> hi, Kathy, how are you? Right, you know. right. Yeah, you never know. So, yeah, that's the point is. But if we go back to the, the net giving, and as I said, givers gain. So if, if I ask you in a networking situation, how can I help you, what would you, your tendency be after I've just asked you and I've really become engaged and wanted to know more about you? What would be your natural reaction, either of you, Randy or Kathy? What would I be think it would be your approach. If it was genuine, you'd probably engage me in a conversation. If it wasn't genuine, you'd probably turn me off. But I have a story I could tell you that Go I ahead. think is it's been really fun for me because this is what I'd like for people to know about net giving. It's a, it's a blast for you when you see two people connect that you help to do that because it, I don't know it's a mini high for me. I don't know if it is for other people. I have a young student named Jeremy right now at a campus ministry that I'm working with. He wants to be a cardiac surgeon. 
what are the likelihood of him contacting a cardiac surgeon and having them talk to them about what they do, how they got prepared, et cetera, et cetera. I call that an informational interview. I teach that. So I made a connection with one of my cardiac physicians, who's one of the grads from my leadership succession program. I said, can I have 15 minutes? Would you be willing to help him? And here's how I approached him. I said, remember when you wrote me the letter that told me that career development that I provided in the program and the Crucial Conversations class that I taught was the greatest boost to your career as a physician that you've ever had, and you thanked me. Would you be willing to give back to a young student who wants to become a cardiac surgeon? Would you give him 15 minutes just to talk about the job? He said, absolutely. You don't get to physicians that way that easy. You have to build and invest in people to ask like that. Right. So the trust process is the paramount piece of net giving. The second piece is the ask. It's a little different than networking because we've been taught to ask first. Yes, yes. And we haven't always earned the right to ask, right? So who are you? And that goes back to who do you, what do you want? What do you really want? Right? So that's that distrust that comes up. But, and I can share a story here too. Um, I, um, I like to refer to you know, people look at the mechanics of networking and they go, all right, I hate doing this, but I know that it could, it could forward my career. So they force themselves to go, they get a drink in their hand and they walk up to a stranger and they start a conversation, right? And then they feel awkward and sometimes they feel slimy, but they did it, right? And my mission is to shift that so that people don't feel slimy or whatever, but if they come from, how can I help that person who's white-knuckled is not looking for, will I find a business opportunity here? They now are looking for how can they connect or assist this person in some way or another. And what I have found is that human is reciprocal, right? So if I help you, Randy, what, how do you feel? Yeah, I know a guy. Yeah, not I only do guy. I know a guy, I'm going right. to make this call for you right, right. now. And that's the, I think, um, I get a lot of calls from people I've worked with for the past 40 years saying, you know, a good friend of mine has a really nice voice and really wants to get into the voiceover business. Can you give them 10, 15 minutes of your time? Always happy to do that. And it just, you're right, it, it makes you feel uh, better to give something back. And it, it, that's always a better approach. You know what I mean? Just yes. to to uh, to not look at what because this person, this young voice talent, probably can't do a whole lot for me. Right. But this is a you know the person who recommended them is somebody I've done business with or somebody that you know I'm very close to. The great thing about that is, in many cases, um, I found that when you give those people that time, maybe one out of ten or one out of twenty are actually very talented. And I've had many people from that situation end up in my talent pool. Ooh. And so they do get, you know, it does come back to you. Um, so, you know, it's karma, right? Right. I well, mean, essentially, and, that's what it is. And sometimes it's just a natural tendency for them to say, thank you, I really appreciate what you've just done. How might I help you? Yeah. And well, then, but if you don't go into it looking for something back, right? You know, give anonymously, right? 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 If you don't go into it looking for to get something back, then ultimately it will probably come back to you when you least expect it. Well, the last one of these I did recently, um, I told the story of 
the largest client I ever got, the biggest contract I ever got was because I happened to be somewhere. I wasn't at a networking event. I was just at a class or something. And the person sitting next to me said, so tell me about you. What do you do? So I shared what I said. I have no idea what I said. And he went, oh, my gosh, my friend Dave needs what you've got. You need right. to call Dave. So I called Dave. And to make a long story short, Dave was challenged with growing a new market. And they brought me in. And in 12 weeks working with me, they generated $13 billion in that new market. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Right. Now, that was that was great for them, and that was the pilot. And then we went on to work with the entire organization, and they generated $140 million in 12 weeks. But it wasn't about just what the revenue that came from that introduction. It was my friend who introduced me was Jim. Jim got nothing out of this, right? And But Jim knew, I know a guy, right? right. I think I know someone that you could help. And when I ended this workshop with, with everyone in the room, or before I even got into too much of the detail, I said, every one of you in this room could be Jim for somebody in this room. If you will listen and if you will tune in and, and park your agenda and just come from how can I help? Because if you come, if this whole room, there are 100 people in this room, if 100 people start coming from how can I help, what do you think will happen in this community? And it was literally a community of, of business owners uh, and people who had seen each other at networking events before but never really got to know each other. And the impact that they had just took it all up another level. And that's what why I love net giving, networking, connecting. Kathy, go ahead. I have another take on it because I want to talk about the gyms. The yeah. ones you you think don't get anything. Let me play out a couple of scenarios that I just illustrated. The young gentleman, Jeremy, who's going to speak to the physician is my best confident, confident now because I'm teaching millennials leadership. So guess who's willing to sit with me and talk with me and tell me the nuances and what I need to watch out for, that kind of stuff. So I didn't get any monetary gain out of it, but I'm getting a lot of experiential gain out of it. Well, you're also getting his influence. Absolutely. Because now he's with other millennials who are maybe rolling their eyes and he's going, wait, time out, guys. You got to listen. Kathy really knows what she's talking about. So let me bump it up another level. One of my dearest physicians who used to pop in my office and just sit with me, who had a reputation around the system of being nice to secretary to the senior leadership. He was a humble, gentle, wonderful neurosurgeon, and they're hard to come by. And he's from Harvard, so he had every right to be arrogant or due to, you know, superior or anything else. But he recently had another promotion, and I linked in with him and had a conversation with him that way, saying, good job, I'm so proud of you, all those checkpoints are, you know, rising. And he's been appointed to a major cancer center as a leader. Wow. And I said, and you know what? The reason that I admire you so much is not because of all those jumps that you're making in your career, but that I still see the humble heart that you had when you come to, came to me. I got a LinkedIn recommendation from him years ago. So every time he gets promoted, that level of recommendation is higher. He wrote me back and said, you're more than wonderful, Kathy. Thanks for being in my corner. Hmm. So the, the heart gifts that you get probably to me are more valuable than some of the monetary ones, yeah. although the monetary ones come They do too. come together, yeah. 
So, well, anyways, on that note, let's bring this to a close. So we've talked a lot about what net giving is, what networking is, and how it really is the art of connecting. Because it's, uh, it's what you get sometimes, as you said, is the heart gifts. Um, what you give is something that might be of value to someone else. Uh, what you can do is make a connection. And it just all, it, it comes full circle, you know? So to me, the end result is how do you provide value? Yeah. To yourself, to others, it, it all goes together. As far as relationships are concerned, relationships are stronger sometimes than the monetary gain. Yes, yes. Randy, do you have any final thoughts? I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> all right. So that's a wrap. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Thoughts, Words, and Deeds, where we'll share how to have your thoughts, words, and deeds work for you instead of against you.